Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Student Spin Podcast. Today is July the 8th, 2020. I would like to remind everybody that any opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of our sister production, The Six Mile Post. I am Austin Williams and I'm joined by my great co-host, Kimberly and Sarah. Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Doing good. How are you? Yeah. So uh, how was you guys for the July? Do anything fun? Get out of the house? I went and watched the Rome fireworks from one of the levees. It was a lot of fun. They put on a really good show this year. I was old and boring. Um, my kids were with their dad, so I stayed home and I slept. Yeah, I went down to Canton in Cherokee and uh, saw that everybody was on the side of the road watching fireworks that they parked on the sidewalks and the median. So it was crazy, but always love to watch some fun fireworks. So I'm glad we all did something, I guess. So uh, I guess we can go in and start with the school news. Kimberly, what you got for us? All right, so the student life department has, is being dissolved. Um, we do have that information. That's about all the information I have right now. I know there are going to be 10 employees that are um, going to not have a job after 7, September 18th. Um, but that is all we know at the moment, and we'll have more information on that. Um, we're going to try to um, schedule an interview with um, the president. So we will get more information on that as it comes available. Um, then we have July 22nd is the fee payment deadline for the fall semester. So if you owe the school money and you still want to take your classes, um, you need to pay by July 22nd. Um, also, the bookstore dates for fall semester are going to be the August 9th through August 26th. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's all going to be where you have to schedule and make an appointment and go pick up your stuff or have it mailed to your house. So um, just be aware of those dates. And then um, something that has come through in our student email has been all USG, so University of System of Georgia institutions are going to require staff, students, and visitors to wear masks while inside campus and facilities. So if you are going to have to be taking a class on campus this fall, you will be required to wear a mask class. So that's some information you might, you might want to know. So. Well, let's um, hear the student life department being dissolved. I know people are losing jobs and schools are going to lose money about that. So it sucks to hear people are going to lose something to do. Um, obviously, it's a good thing that the University of Assistant Georgia institutions are requiring us and everybody else to wear masks. I agree with that. And uh, basically, I'm excited for school to start back up. I really am. Something to do. Summer's been pretty boring. So I've been locked yeah. in the house all day. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to graduate, but I've also got to take five classes. So, hey, <laughs> all of my classes are online, so it's just gonna, you know, it doesn't really affect how how I you know do school. So, but I am glad they're taking precautions. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I really feel for the teachers and the counselors that are just gonna have to focus on shift towards online learning. So I know some of them just can't do it, understand it, but hopefully hopefully this semester will go smoothly enough for them and everybody and we'll just, you know, have a good year. That's all you can hope for. So on to some local news. Um, a joint Rome-Floyd Commission meeting was set, is set for Wednesday to discuss the rise of COVID-19 cases. Um, that's courtesy of the Rome News Tribune. Um, also, there is local t COVID testing, uh, the Rome Baptist Church, but there's been a lot of issues with traffic backing up and just long lines. And just want to preface that 
the free COVID testing um, is for frontline workers, the elderly, and those showing symptoms. And it's also for those who have to get COVID testing because of their job. So just keep that in mind if you're wanting to use that free COVID testing that there are requirements and that this the surplus of people getting tested are causing some issues with long lines and all of that. So um, the University of Georgia confirms that there's nearly 150 cases of COVID-19. They're not releasing whether um, it's students or staff. The students and citizens are taking advantage of bars and restaurants reopening. So that might be a reason for the case, the spike in cases of COVID-19. Um, a lot of people say the younger generation are not taking it more seriously. Um, so what are you guys thoughts about, you know, just how there's a spike in cases and just generations, who's taking it seriously, who's not? What do you think about that? I think it's to be expected. Um, there's a lot more people going out. There's a lot more people getting, um, getting together and doing things. I think it's just to be expected. Um, one thing I have noticed is while the case numbers are up, the death rate itself is down. And so that's, mm -hmm. that's good news. Um, I think, um, I don't think a lot of the cases are as severe. Um, I know the joint Rome Floyd commission meeting that's set for today, um, they're asking that they wear masks, they're doing social distancing, and they're gonna try to come up with something to kind of get our cases down. I think there's 16 cases at Floyd and nine cases at Redmond, which is the highest it's been in a while. And uh, I just, I think they're trying to put into place some precautionary measures, but at the same time, I'm hoping they don't shut everything down again because there are some businesses that just will not be able to reopen. They just won't survive another shutdown. So I'm hoping they come up with some solutions that are not, um, not going to hurt our local economy so yeah it's hard to point it on one generation you know everybody really took advantage of the reopening everybody's excited to get out of the house so i understand so it's just a group of you know everybody that was just ready to get out and do something really contributed i guess to the second wave or whatever you're going to call it so yeah it's it sucks that it's coming back around but it definitely like kimberly said there's been i think a, a lessening in the death toll and more of just people going out and getting sick. So th thanks for that. Thankfully for that, but uh, let's hope everything comes down sooner or later. Right, right. And I think it's just so important to keep in mind too, like you said, Kimberly, that businesses just can't sustain being closed. So I realize it's like scary. It's scary for a lot of people to see the spike in, but we can't spike in numbers, but we can't just shut down mm -hmm. the economy because that's scary for a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah, like I know, I've personally known people that have gotten COVID and I pers personally, once they go to, the, they can't go to the doctor, like they can't, once they get, you know, tested positive, they can't really go anywhere because everybody wants them to just stay in quarantine. So it's really yeah. hard for people to actually get treated and just get out of the house and be able to do anything about it. They really just have to stay in the house and just do what they have to do. If they have underlying health conditions, they might have to get rushed to the hospital because those are really the people that really do suffer the most from this virus. But other than that, most people have to quarantine and just suffer, suffer it out. Yeah. So yeah, it is hard to actually diagnose when you actually are told to stay home. So it is a tricky, tricky thing everybody's going through right now. I've diagnosed with COVID. All right. So I guess we can head on to the world news. Um, so 
something pretty historical. I feel like has happened. Uh, the state of Mississippi uh, passes a bill to remove the Confederate symbol from the state flag, the last remaining state flag featuring the Confederate symbol in the U.S. Uh, the state of Mississippi legislators passed the bill to remove the Confederate insignia on Mississippi state flag. Uh, the bill went through the House in a 91 to 23 votes and through the Senate with a 37 to 14 vote. And with the bill, it opens up an opportunity to create new design for the state flag and uh, state voters will vote for it this November for the new design. So I feel like that's good progress towards what everybody ultimately wants towards equality and everything. So just getting the nasty parts of the past out of the way. Uh, next thing we have is uh, the President Trump pushing for school reopening this fall. Uh, Trump yesterday on the 7th, July the 7th, sat down with health and education officials and leaders from across the country, trying to argue that keeping students home outweigh the risks of the coronavirus, saying that students rely and need meals and behavioral health services. Uh, a quote from him, he says, we want to reopen schools. Everybody wants it. The moms want it, the dads want it, and the kids want it. It's time to do it. Uh, Lily Garcia, which, uh, the president of the National Education Association, uh, gave her feedback saying Trump is not only more interested in politics than the students' lives, basically saying this is only a political move and not actually caring for the students' lives. And um, basically, should schools open all the way up with social distancing, or should we just let the states handle it their own way and just continuing? Should we let, should some schools stay closed? Should some stay open? What do you guys think should happen? Um, well, I know I have kids at um, Model, so we got an email yesterday with their, um, what they call scenarios, reopening scenarios is what they called them, and basically there's like a red, yellow, and green scenario. We don't know. There were, There's a lot more questions to be asked than were answered. Um, it's basically a we don't know. This is kind of what we put in place. We don't know what will open at, if it's a red, yellow, or green status, and what protocol will follow. They're having parents um, go ahead and register their children online, um, and they just, I don't think anybody really knows, and I don't know they know if they know what's best. They will probably reopen, I would say they would reopen everybody going to school, and within a few weeks, we're going to have a spike in cases. They're going to shut it down for a while, and then we'll try it again and go back. I, I just don't think, but I do know I've seen a lot of um, funny, funny things on teachers speaking out um, and principals speaking out and even administrators speaking out and saying, hey, CDC, you've given us these guidelines. The kids have to stay six feet apart. Have you been in a classroom? I mean, you just, there's no way possible to do that with children uh, and teach all of the children and you just can't do um, you can't ask a kindergartner to wear a mask all day. It's not going to happen. Um, so even, even a high schooler trying to get them to wear a mask all day, it's not going to happen. So you've got to think, you've got to put reality into your um, guidelines is what you've got to do. You've got to take those guidelines and apply them to realistic situations, in my opinion. So, Yeah, it is very scary because, you know, Kids, especially, they don't understand. They don't take things seriously. And how could you expect them to? They've, we've never been through anything like this. And it's scary for principals in elementary schools. You know, kids are going to wear masks. Some kids going to have a Superman mask and some kids going to have a Spider-Man mask. Kids are going to want to trade masks. And it's just, it's a scary thing because you can't expect 
kids and middle schoolers to just understand and take things seriously. Because someone's going to ultimately, something bad's going to happen. And it's a scary thing. I think we should just let, you know, follow the CDC guidelines. You can't just push, you know, I get it. School is an important thing. Kids get free meals. Kids get free, you know, health services. In some aspect, that's just they open because, you know, schools have opened up their cafeteria and offered meals throughout the summer, and it's happened. I think that's just they open. You know, maybe some counselors can get some extra pay and just work with, you know, you know kids who have uh, mental health conditions. But it's something's going to have to happen soon. Hopefully nothing horrible happens. But, you know, hoping for the best that schools can ultimately figure this out. Do um, you have anything to say, Sarah, anything? It's just interesting, just the balance that I feel like the government is in of wanting to keep people safe and also reopening, you know, the school systems, opening the economy, because um, we've never been through something like this before. And like you said, children won't understand what, you know, what going to school during COVID looks like. So um, just but I don't think you can continue to keep things closed. You can't continue to keep schools closed because there are services they provide. There are, you know, families who have been struggling with the school closures, um, families who have to work and can't afford sitters. Um, you know, school is a way for their student to be somewhere safe and to get the education they need. So. For me, it's just, I try not to get too heated about either or because um, I realize there are both, there are pros and cons to both. But I think I just try to think about the fact that this is something we've never experienced before. So so for our last business of world news, uh, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State for the United States, uh, is looking at banning TikTok and other Chinese social media apps. I know that's a sharp blow to a lot, a lot, a lot of people up there because TikTok is a wildly popular app out there. Yes. So basically... Uh, Pompeo stated that this is a possible move and, you know, the government is taking this very seriously. Uh, the thing is, TikTok is owned by ByteDance, uh, a company based in Beijing, and has been accused of being a threat to American national security and a threat to American citizens and their information. As, you know, our governments have been, you know, in a trade war and a political war, saying that China is a communist state. And at I get from what the political side is saying that they're stating, but sometimes I do think they're overestimating what the actual situation is. Um, the app is a majorly popular throughout the world, and the company itself stated that it operates separately from ByteDance, and it holds servers and data rooms in the U.S. itself. So, honestly, I think they're being a bit dramatic with this because, you know, TikTok itself, I feel like, in a way, plays a role into the economy because a lot of people make money from social media. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, TikTok is, it's a very, very popular thing. So it's just very questionable. If they do decide to close it, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, riots, but it, it would be, a, a, it, it would suck, honestly, because I enjoy TikTok. I've learned, I, I haven't learned dances, but I've seen dances. It's a funny thing to look at. There's so many animals I love to look at every day. It's, it's I, I love the app. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'd hate I'd hate to see it go. I love TikTok. Are you kidding me? My kids yeah. have TikTok. They make videos. Um, I don't make any videos. I'm one, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok where they're like, I figured it out. Like if you're not, if you don't have content, then you're just here to watch. You can watch me. <laughs> um, I'm, I just like to watch the videos. Um, I especially like the ones with the um, comedy 
where they do the voiceover comedy routines. And there's one girl, Christine Snaps, who has a, a cactus and she is hilarious. She's got a lazy eye. She's got a cactus. Um, she's a, I think she's a teacher. Um, she's 24 years old. She still lives at home. She is hysterical with her content. Um, but I, I really enjoy TikTok. I like the videos. It's just something fun in the middle of your day, especially with us being quarantined and all the rest of it, that it just kind of, it lets your brain unwind for just a little bit. So, um, and I, I agree with you, Austin. It's, I, I think they're severely overestimating um, the control that China would have or, or that they can even get this information, especially off U.S. servers um, with a U.S. CEO. I mean, he's an American citizen. It, it just, they've got a lot of safety and protocols um in place and procedures and different things and i just don't i just don't see it being this big problem i think it's the the government has since the internet began um they have really tried to find a way to get in there and control control what what we see what we what information we get and stuff. And I just, I feel like this is one of those grabs. This is just one of those times when they're trying to use something to get in and, and get their foot in the door to control things. So, so on to good news. Um, sports are planning to open back up. Major league baseball starts July 23rd and um, NBA starts back on July 30th. Uh, so if you are a big sports fan, then you're going to be extremely excited, especially if you love baseball and basketball. Um, all right, and then something else. So a Massachusetts nonprofit, uh, which is called Brides Across America, is giving away free bride dresses to uh, frontline workers and people in the military and just anybody who's been going through this pandemic. They're giving away free dresses, which is a good thing, giving people a break from, you know, finding marriage and just, you know, giving them uh, – and ease on their wallets, I guess. They feel like they deserve it. You know, they've been going through everything. They've been going through this front line. So they just want to give thanks to people. Um, this program, again, gives away wedding dresses to military women, first responders, but decided to include frontline workers for, from the pandemic to give them back their thanks. So that's a very kind gesture to the, to the frontline workers. Um, some entertainment good news for a lot of people. Hamilton is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, Hamilton is a multi-award winning show. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. And if you haven't heard of it, it's um, written, uh, the music and lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Sorry about that. Um, and it's about the founding father, Alexander Hamilton. And it was kind of revolutionary. It cast a lot of um, non-white actors as founding fathers and historical figures. And then the show the lyrics the music itself it just features a lot of hip-hop r&b pop soul and so it's very groundbreaking in that and i can't wait to watch it haven't watched it yet i need to set a night aside for that it is three hours long i'm planning a big uh like movie night with some friends i'm excited about that and if you haven't seen it definitely check it out i know it's gonna be great yeah my kids love hamilton they can they sing it constantly um, and in fact, when it first came out, when it first went on Broadway, um, my oldest, for those that don't know, um, is a professional ballet dancer now. Um, she just got accepted into the Tallahassee Ballet Company. She'll be moving down there. Uh, but she was in New York City with the Joffrey Ballet. 
and in their rehearsal studios, Hamilton had Manuel Miranda himself and some of the cast have rented out one of the studios to actually rehearse in. And so she has a picture with him that at the time she couldn't even post on her Facebook page because it was so closely guarded. Um, but she has a picture with Lin-Manuel Miranda. She was actually able to meet him. And he, she said he's a really great guy. He was so, super nice. Um, but that was that was really kind of cool. So uh, I love that. I've, I've listened to that. I've listened to this soundtrack a thousand times. I remember when I was in theater that when we were getting ready to rehearse, we would just literally just listen to the designer soundtrack before we did anything. And it's such a great soundtrack. It's a great show. So I definitely recommend to watch three hours long or just listen to the soundtrack. It's a great story, amazingly written, definitely worth the watch. Yeah. So uh, what you guys been listening to during this quarantine? Okay, I am the old fogey of the group. So I'm going to give you all a throwback. If y'all like... Um, boogie boogie music um mm. or any kind of blues or anything if you haven't heard of john lee hooker and his song boom boom you need to check it out it's a really good song so john lee hooker and boom boom is my pick there you go what about you sarah well i've been mine's not so much music but i've been you know binge watching a lot of content as most people have so some shows that I would recommend watching. Um, currently watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a comedy show uh, about cops with Andy Samberg. It's hilarious, it's goofy, it's silly, but they also um, address issues, like current issues. Um, and it's just really neat to see their take on it and how people, the, how the characters work through it. It's often really silly, but it's also got a really good point across, but it's also just a good watch if you just need something to laugh at and then on the flip side i've also been watching something called broad church which is a bbc mystery show and it i love broad church of a little boy and um it's got david Tennant. if you're familiar with doctor who you know who david Tennant is and it's just phenomenal acting uh great plot i'm currently watching the second season so won't spoil anything but it's an awesome show if you need something that's just really engaging uh, I've currently been listening to the late and great Juice World. Uh, just been missing his music. He passed away a few months ago, and uh, just a great lyrics. He's just something to get you out of a slump. I definitely, I definitely like music that lifts you up. And honestly, haven't been really watching anything. Been really watching random movies like Snow White and the Huntsman and the sequel, and just like I, I you know, I got, I got nothing else to do. Me and my girlfriend will just sit down and watch the most random movies. So. It, it is a, just any movie you find that's free, I will watch it. But definitely been listening to some Juice World, And if you're into that type of music, uh, definitely give it a listen. But well, other than see, that, yeah. So Austin, since you like movie, have you seen Boondock Saints? I heard uh, discussing it earlier. I've heard of it. I isn't it isn't it a Quentin Tarantino movie? Oh um, no no no! Okay, so it is on Prime for free right now. You need to watch it. Um, it's about these brothers um, and gangs and mafia have kind of taken over their city, the city of Boston, uh -huh. and um, they consider themselves saints, blessed by God. They are Catholic, and they. Mm -hmm. It turns out, you know, all these people support them, and they just kind of go on this avenging type thing it is it's it's a great movie i love that movie yeah boondock saints is a great one 
So. Norman Reedus is in there, so probably a good watch from the walking oh, yeah. dead. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Thank you, everybody. for uh, This is a student spin podcast. You can catch us on our next episode on the 22nd. And uh, hopefully you'll give us another listen. And uh, thank you, everybody, again for listening. And this is awesome. Thank you guys for watching. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.